Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us in in Plant School. Hey everyone, welcome to Plant School. Today we're going to be talking about plant myths. Oh yeah, by the way, it's episode 49. Forgot to mention that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, today's plant myth, we're going to talk about can plants see with their eyeballs? Nope. They they must be really tiny because I've never seen a plant with eyes other than in Lord of the Rings. So... Why is this even a question there's, someone would have? Wait, there's a plant in Lord of the Rings Trees. with eyeballs? Oh, oh, yes, and, yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, why, cool. why is this even a question someone would have? Who who can even verify that plants can see? Yeah, so this is it's a question because a lot of plants bend towards light or they flower when days are at certain a certain longness or a certain shortness. Um, we kind of talked about that when we, t- I think it was poinsettias, and there's been a few others that if you manipulate how much light it's getting, it will it will flower. Um, chrysanthemums do that. But there, there has to be some sort of way that plants tell when it's light or dark, right? So this kind of brought up the question for people, can can plants see and you know light it sends out electromagnetic waves and our eyeballs receive those um, to construct shape color and brightness plants don't necessarily they don't have eyeballs um the trees don't have eyes either and they don't receive these electric magnetic waves like our eyeballs do they receive them very differently and yeah, so that's why people kind of questioned how how are they doing this? How are they receiving them? All right, so where are plants receptors for even seeing since they don't have eyes? Yeah, so they found out that it is on the tip. So like a grass, it's on the very top. And this was figured out by Darwin, the Darwin, and his son, Francis. So we all know that Darwin, you know, survival of the fittest, right? That was Darwin. I'm not crazy, am I? Yeah. Okay. But it's not as well known that he was very interested in botany as well. And they were specifically interested in how plants bended towards the light. This is called phototropism, when a plant bends towards the light. Like sunflower is probably the most iconic example of doing this. It will follow the sun throughout the day. And so this is what they did. This was their experiment. And it was, I thought it was really cool. So they grew a pot of canary grass and they grew it in total darkness, no light at all. And they did this for several days. And then in a corner of the room, they lit a gas lamp. It was 12 feet away. So it was super, super dim for this canary grass um, to even see because it was so far. And after only three hours, the grass had curved towards that dim light. They 
so they tried several experiments then once they noticed this. And this was this was back in 1880, um, but it still holds a lot of value today. So the first, you know, pot of grass, it was just control. And, you know, they did nothing to it. It bent towards the light normally. The next group they had, they pruned off the tips of the grass. And the grass didn't bend at all. Okay, it just, it just sat there. Nothing happened. And then their third group, they put these little light-proof caps on uh, the blades of grass. So like little hats. And no light could get through them. And they placed it on the tips. And... Um, all of the grass also didn't bend towards light if they had a little cap on it. Next, they tried clear glass caps. So little see-through hats were placed on the grass and they did bend towards light. And um, lastly, they wanted to test if the middle section did anything for the plant. So they put a light proof tube and slipped it over the grass and found that it bent towards the light normally as well. So I know that was a lot of groups, but basically when you would cover up the tip of the grass or you trimmed it off, it could not bend towards light. So this showed that it was on the top, at least for grass, and that plants had some form of rudimentary sight. They also found during these experiments that blue light was uh, the wavelength of light that was causing them to bend. If you turned on a red light, in a corner of a room, the plant would not bend towards that light. It was specifically the blue light that caused them to bend. So in short, what was what's the receptor? The receptor is just like where they're receiving light. It, kind of like they're actively seeing it. I know they don't have eyes, but that's where their receptors are. And that's how they know where to be bending towards. And it... it their receptors are found on the tips of a plant. Okay. Yep. So are they sensitive to all light just the same, or are there different colors that affect them? You mentioned blue light. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So blue light makes them bend, and yeah, different colors do affect them differently. And this leads me to talk about another study that was really interesting. Once again, this is an old one. It was in 1906 that they did this, but it, Still, people will use this study um, to build off of. So there was a new strain of tobacco that arose, and it was named the Maryland Mammoth because it would not stop growing and until frost killed it. It would just keep going and going and going until the frost came in. The problem was that it wouldn't flower. It would just keep growing and growing, and it wouldn't flower before the frost, so the farmers literally had no seeds to harvest from it. So along come two scientists, Whiteman W. Garner and Harry A. Allard. I was going to say Allred, but it's Allard from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And they wanted to figure out how to make this plant flower and produce seeds. They loved how much it grew, all this tobacco, right? But they needed the seeds from it. So they you know, did some experiments and they found that by simply limiting the amount of light they saw in a day caused it to flower. So on really long summer days, they would grow lots of leaves. When it grew to shorter days of the year, they would start to flower. And other plants do this. 
you know, like chrysanthemums, soybeans, they're called short day plants. And when they're exposed to shorter days, they start to flower. That's how chrysanthemums always are blooming during uh, Mother's Day because they are manipulated to do so. And then there's also long day plants that need longer days to flower. And these are plants like irises or barley. And irises, you know, it's like a common spring plant. So that makes sense. Once the days start to get longer, they will pop up out of the ground. And so they basically discovered photoperiodism. This just means that plants can tell how long light, like how long it's in light, the duration of light. And they found more specifically that plants aren't recognizing the duration of light, but they are recognizing the duration of darkness. Because if you interrupt that darkness period, it will cause them not to flower. So you can interrupt the daylight period and they don't care. But it's if you interrupt the dark period that they will recognize that and they will not flower. Um, so it's really interesting. Plants can tell how long it's in darkness. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. So do farmers use this uh, photoperiodism and disrupting it to their advantage? Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned um, chrysanthemums and how they do this to get them to flower just until Mother's Day, they will switch on the lights just for a few minutes at night. And that's all it takes to cause them not to flower. And when they start getting the full period of darkness that they need, that is when they'll flower. So yeah, just just those few minutes can turn off its flowering mechanism. And um, they found that plants only responded to a flash of red light. So this is going back to your very original question of, do they respond to different colors of light? Um, if you flash blue or green, they didn't care. They would still flower. But if you flashed red light in the middle of the dark period, that's when they would stop flowering. So yeah, sum it up. Blue light causes plants to know which way to blend to blend, to bend, and red light helps them measure the length of a night. So how well can they see? Yeah, so in the early 1980s, there was a man named Martin Korneth at Wag Wageningen University in Holland. I probably totally butchered that university's yeah. name. How would you? How would you? pronounce that, Sam. Waginogen. Waginogen. Actually, that sounds better than what I said. Um, but anyways, he induced a bunch of Arabidopsis. What? Sorry, it's Waginogen. Oh, you're sorry. I don't, yeah, I don't know the pronunciations in Holland, so. But anyways, he um, induced this plant with a chemical to mutate them. And so from these mutations, he gathered the ones that um, were mutated to have a defective photoreceptor. And by looking at their DNA, um, him and his team were able to find that this plant had at least 11 different photoreceptors. And so these photoreceptors, they simply help the plant know when there's no light, when it's time to germinate, when it's time to flower, 
where and like when to bend towards the light. So for this specific plant, there were 11 different kinds of receptors pulling in, like giving the plant information it needed. Um, and I believe there may be other studies with different plants uh, showing more information, but I feel like this is a fairly new field of like, not every plant has it mapped out how many photoreceptors it has. This is fairly new science that they're working on. Okay, so do plants have a circadian rhythm kind of like we do? Yeah, they actually do. So animals and plants, we're animals, yes, like us, we have receptors called cryptochromes, and they play a major role in coordinating external light signals to our internal clocks. So we, in general, humans stay awake during the day and we sleep at night. So if you switch a plant's light-dark cycle completely, um, it will take a few days. It's kind of like it has jet lag to adjust and it will probably open up its leaves at night when it is normally daytime when it's used to daytime. So it does have this sort of circadian rhythm. And this actually like is something really common. Even most single-celled organisms and fungi and bacteria have some sort of really simple circadian clock. So it's really not a big surprise that plants have kept this throughout the evolution of plant life, that they still have this circadian clock. Hmm. So why would they develop such a complex system to see light? Uh, yeah, so you think about it. Light is literally the food for a plant and how it survives. It's kind of like how humans, our lives revolve around how we grow food, how we consume food, um, this is, it's the same thing for a plant. It's developed over time. So these plants can better get their food source just as we have evolved to better get to our food sources. We live in big cities so that we can eat McDonald's. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not scientific. That's just me. Do you even like McDonald's? I don't know. Sometimes I really crave it. You know, <clears throat> I think I mostly they're fries. I always crave it, but we never get it. I know, All we right. don't. All right, so myth or not, let's answer the question, can plants see? Yes, they can. So we translate light signals into pictures, and plants translate light signals into different cues for their growth. So it's kind of a different type of scene. They can tell where there's you know, very little light or when there's a lot of sun in the middle of the day or when the sun is about to set. And they can tell the direction from which light is coming from and they can tell how long lights have been on. So yes, plants can see. That's my <laughs> answer. <laughs> oh, awesome. I never, I would have thought that, no, they did not see. So, all right. So that wraps up our episode and it actually wraps up our season right Rachel? yeah we so this is our 49th episode we're gonna start number 50 with season two we've been doing this for like has it been a year and a half yeah about a year and almost a year and a half yeah so we're gonna take a small little break and we're gonna try and come back with some new stuff try out some new things and 
we're really excited about it and we really appreciate you guys sticking around for season one with us okay thanks everyone bye Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tinny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.